You're listening to Lighten Up, Sweet Pea, a podcast hosted by Leah DePascal and Lisa Altman. Hey guys, it's Leah here with Lisa. We're so glad you joined us for another episode of Lighten Up, Sweet Pea. Lisa, can you believe we could not have ordered a more beautiful day, right? I know, it is, it is so it, beautiful. It is so gorgeous outside, and I, I think I'm even more aware of the sunshine and the blue sky because we have had rain upon rain upon rain, and it's been so dark and dreary, and sometimes when we're in a season of or our periods of dark and dreary, that that light that shines even seems more br- brilliant, right? I know. I want to tell our listeners were actually visiting uh, Amber and Andrew, my daughter and son-in-law, and um, they have some good friends that are more like family that are here visiting this weekend, and um, we're getting ready to have um, Rebecca Haynes as a special guest, so we're um, cloistered away in Amber and Andrew's bedroom, and um, so uh, there's a lot of excitement going on. Um, there's always excitement at the Daniel Farm because of all the animals and the kids, but now we have extra kids, extra dogs, and so if you hear anything, that's what's going on, but um, yeah, it is a beautiful day, and before we leave, we need to go out there. I want to uh, introduce you to my all my grand animals, um, <laughs> Leah. Um, but yeah, it has been super rainy and I hate to be the bear of bad news, but it's coming again. So we really need to enjoy this day. It is a beautiful, um, day in the midst of all this yuck weather we've had. And, um, you know, we've talked before about how, um, we want to be a light in the world and we also want to, um, remind our sweet peas that, um, you know, we need to lighten up on ourselves, but, um, sometimes the best way to see the light is in the dark. Mm, And I know that sometimes God allows us to go through really dark times Mm -hmm. um, so that his light shines, not just for others to see it as we're walking through it, but we see it in a fresh and new way. And so today, friends, we're going to be talking about some really heavy and dark stuff. You might hear us um, you know, sniffling and, and crying a little bit. And, um, but y'all, that's good. It's okay. It's okay to cry. I think our tears are a gift from the Lord. Um, it's, it's uh, not a coincidence that he saves them in a bottle. Yeah, and uh, I almost wonder if when we get to heaven, he's going to pour them out and it's just going to be a sweet time of worship. So geez, I'm almost about to cry right now. But anyway, um, I want to introduce our guest. I'm so thrilled that um, the Lord has um, blessed me by having Rebecca Haynes in my life. Um, Amber and Andrew lived in Johnson City, Tennessee for a season. And um, Amber just met some friends that um, just really became like family to her and Andrew. And because they're family to her, they're family to me. She has a group of girlfriends that we call the quad. There's four of them. And um, that's a whole nother podcast we'll have to do sometime, Leah. But um, Rebecca and Amber are two of the four. And uh, these girls are like my daughters. I love them. They are they are my daughters in the Lord. And um, so thank you for being here, Rebecca. Oh, I'm going to call you Rebecca and Becca. Yes. Either one. Just um, no Becky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good to know. Um, but anyway, um, we are going to talk about some pretty um, hard things today. But in the midst of that, and almost in spite of that, there's light. Absolutely. There's light in the darkness. And so um, 
I was telling Lee as we were driving over um, this morning that um, one of the things that kept being in my spirit this week as we were preparing to talk about this was just, I was thinking about Job Mm -hmm. and how he had to just live on one thing after the other. And you do seem to see people that they just one thing after the other after the other. I actually have a a, um, dear friend that we raised our kids with um, when they were real little and we lived in Florida the first time years ago um, that um, her aunt was a missionary and she wrote a book called Thrice Through the Valley. Mm -hmm. And I won't give it away, but she walked through three major things and she wrote this book called thrice through the valley and then she went through something else after that and you say why god why you know you don't really understand and um so we're going to talk about um your testimony some things that have happened in the last several years some dark days that you've walked through and we're going to go back to january i think it was 2017 yes yeah, um, tell us a little bit about that and what, yeah. what had happened there. So in January, or it's actually December of 2016, my sister, um, she was 29 years old, mm-hmm. and she just gave birth to her second child. It was a little boy, and uh, she just went home from the hospital. Everything's great. You know, she had a, um, let's see, Charlie was almost two, so she was like one and a half. And uh, they went home, had this newborn baby, a one and a half year old daughter, everything was great. And she began not feeling very well. And um, something just wasn't right. So she went to the hospital. She was then put into a medically induced coma. And she was there for almost three weeks. And then when they did the MRI, the results showed that she was completely brain dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up removing her from the vi- ventilator on January 17th of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that moment, I mean, I I personally had never faced any mm-hmm. um, trial, struggle, grief, death, even anything like that in my life. And it completely just tested my faith and, and rocked. Okay, you claim you're a Christian, and um, but what are you going to do when things aren't always great? Mm-hmm. And um, God was there through all of that. And um, we've constantly felt his presence and him lifting us up and everything. But um, it just really rocked our family to the core. But... Right. Um, was yeah. she your only sibling? She was my only sibling. and uh, So it was, was you older. and your mom and, and your sister? Yes, it was me, my mom, and my sister, and, and my dad. And, um, yeah. Let's talk about um, how this affected your mom. Mm-hmm. How this affected your mom and you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So um, talk to us about that a little bit. How did the dynamic in your family change after your sister passed away? Mm. Um, So after my sister passed away, um, obviously we were all just kind of in, I mean, we had two small children to help take care Mm -hmm. of and a husband who was grieving. And so my mom, her grief came out in, I can serve. Like this is how I'm pouring out my love for my daughter is by taking care of her children. Mm -hmm. That is my job now. Mm -hmm. These are, Yes, these are my grandchildren, but I'm I'm taking over that role to make sure that they're okay. And while, but there was still this constant um, 
just firm foundation of of her faith and, and knowing that um, God is the one that gave her that peace and that light absolutely in her life. My mom and I struggled in that my sister was more my sister was more dependent on her than I have ever been. I've always been the independent one. I've always the relationship the, was the different. relationship was yeah. different. Absolutely, she. I didn't realize how close she and my mom were until after my sister passed away. Mm-hmm. And my mom and I are extremely close. I mean, mm-hmm. I call her for everything, mm-hmm. but she and my sister were really, really close. Mm-hmm. So that became very apparent after my sister passed away. And I remember calling my mom and just evilness overcame me in that I became jealous of my sister. Hmm. My mom wouldn't be as bad. And I remember telling her this, I feel like you would be doing better if it were me that passed away and not Jessica. Hmm. And I almost wished that it had been me because I hated seeing my mom like that. Hmm. Yeah. Lot of lot of dynamics there. Yeah. Lot of dynamics, mm-hmm. and um, um, I, I totally get it because. And Amber and I have been talking about this lately. That you know she's got four, and that means I'll never forget her saying this. That means she's got four breakfast, four lunch, four dinner mm-hmm. plates, but they're one plus one plus one plus one. And you and Jessica were sisters, and you were her daughters, but you were as different as night and day. Absolutely. And yeah. um, it's funny because you know our youngest just got married. And Amber and I talk a lot. And um, uh, several years ago, uh, I guess Amber, I mean, Callie just noticed how often Amber and I talk. And she came into the room one day after I'd gotten off the phone with Amber. And she goes, just so you know, Mom, um, when I get married, I am not going to talk to you that often. (laughs) And I said, honey, you live down the hall and we don't talk that often. But the funny thing Mm -hmm. is, homegirl calls mommy all the time. time. Hey, we can't wait till you come visit. So, (laughs) but everything is different and and that's okay because each child's different. Yeah, absolutely. But I I did want to talk about that because I remember you walking through Mm -hmm. that. I remember you having those struggles with your mom and, and, um, it's an important part of your story because, um, you were going to be in your mom's footsteps not too far down the road, and you didn't know that. Something really horrible happened mm-hmm. in your own family. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your own family. What do I mean? You're married to Michael, and then tell me about your family. Yeah, so um, my sister passed away in January of 2017, um, and then in uh, July of 2018, we had no idea that an even bigger tragedy, at least in our lives, um, was heading our way. In July of 2018, um, we actually lost our um, two and a half year old daughter. Um, we were at um, some friend's house for a swimming birthday party, and um, our two and a half year old ended up getting in the water without us knowing. And we we believed that she was in the water for probably about 30 seconds. It happened that fast. Mm-hmm. I remember somebody saying, Rebecca, Rebecca, is that Scarlet? Is that Scarlet? And I remember looking and seeing this. It's okay. This young boy, this young boy pulling my lifeless two-year-old child out of the water. And um, I remember yelling in that moment, somebody call the 
911. Somebody call 911. And they walked us through how to do CPR. And um, I remember that moment. It felt so surreal. But in that moment, I remember letting out this scream. Because I knew. I knew that she was dead. We continued to do CPR. And um, I remember my husband being right beside me. And my uh, then, at the time, six-year-old daughter was attached to me crying while we were doing CPR on her. And um, I remember looking at my husband. It is like God stepped in so just faithfully and mercifully. And I remember just this, this spirit telling me, and I looked at my husband and I said, just pray, just pray. I'm kind of glad um, our listeners don't know this because they don't know you personally. They're going to love you and feel like they know <laughs> you after this, but you're very strong. You are extremely strong. There have been many times that I wept with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna be your mama and be strong mm-hmm. with you, and I, I, I just cried. You're very strong. I don't feel like it's a coincidence that you're weeping today. Mm-hmm. Um, you told us before we started recording that you were emotional today, yeah. but God is gonna be glorified in this mm-hmm. because not that He's not glorified when you're strong. And not that you're being fake, because I don't sense it at all when you're being strong. I know that's the Spirit of God in you. But there, there's going to be a powerful statement to somebody listening that it's okay to cry. Yeah. Okay? When we come across as believers that we, we can only say, God is good. Mm-hmm. You know, God's good all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and just never weep. Um. I think we're doing a disservice to the body. Yeah. You know, there are days that we're just really broken. So, so don't apologize for your tears, you. okay? And I and I really do feel like I, I I personally have never seen you this emotional. And I walked in and I feel the spirit of God in this room. He's he's doing a good oh, and a good thing. You know, you needed grace to walk through all that stuff you went through, Jessica. Mm-hmm. And you felt like you were just coming out and things were starting to get back to normal and then all of a sudden you need a new yeah like you just said bam you need a new ounce of grace that you had no idea was happening right absolutely I believe that the death of my sister while that was tragic and I'm still grieving the loss of my sister I do believe that it prepared me for the bigger child that was just right down the road. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, You know, Michael, I I never thought about this, but Michael and I were talking, this was shortly after Scarlett passed away. And he said, you know, maybe in a weird way, maybe our spiritual gift is suffering Mm -hmm. in that because of our suffering, God knows, just like Job, God knows that we're still going to praise him and bring glory to his name Mm -hmm. and never turn our backs on him. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people need to see that. Sometimes even as a Christ follower, life is not always easy. Right. Not everything is just blessing and blessing and blessing. I mean, matter of fact, Jesus says it's not going to be. It's not going to be. If anything, it's going to be harder. Yeah, we don't like to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I never thought about that, but I was 
you like you're exactly right people are watching and I want people to know that you can face grief and trial and suffering but God is still so present through all of that yeah before we go any further yeah. can you just tell us a little bit about Scarlett yeah so you have um, Layla Nash yes I have Layla Nash so now Layla is eight and Nash is about to turn seven um, and then Scarlett was uh, about two and a half years younger than Nash so um, Scarlett was um, we always called her our Sour Patch Kid because she was beautiful. She, she was, was captivating. She was. The Lord had a very, he, I do believe that he made her so captivating because he had a very specific plan and purpose for yes. her life. And yeah. she just captured the hearts of so many people. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we called her our Sour Patch Kid because people were, oh, she's so beautiful. And her hair. and Her skin her was white, skin, like snow white. Oh, she's yeah. so beautiful. I'm like, you better watch out for her because she will just bite. Like she is just, she it's was first, first she was sour and then she was sweet. She was feisty. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's who she was, but she was, she was sweet and funny and goofy and smart and, um, extremely artistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, at two years old, she would sit at the table in color nonstop for hours. Mm-hmm. And at her funeral, we actually set up a bunch of pictures that, through um, the coloring books, my mother-in-law and uh, sister-in-law put together a bunch of her pictures that she had colored. And people were amazed because they were in the lines. Yeah. It was like nothing you would ever see before for a two-year-old. Maybe God allowed her personality to be so mature for her age because he knew that she wasn't going to be with us very long, but we knew who she was and we knew what her personality yeah. was like because she had such a strong, mature personality yes. at her age. Yeah. God definitely had a very specific plan and purpose for her life. And uh, yeah, she did just really captivate so many people. From my point of view, mm-hmm. okay, um, I don't even know if you know this. Tim and I were in church. We'd gone to the... the um, evening service and um my phone kept ringing my phone kept ringing I kept seeing it was Amber you know I had it on silent but I thought and she kept ringing ringing so I looked to him I said I'm gonna take this and go outside I don't know what's going on and so she could hardly speak she was telling me she was on the way to the hospital and what had happened and you know I just said what I needed to say to her you know and and I was praying and I remember I went and found a, a room at the church and just fell on my knees and was just mm-hmm. praying. And then I was like, okay, I need to go back into church. And they were singing um, the song when I walked back in, Do It Again. Do oh, it, you know, yes. And I said, okay, yes, Lord, yes. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I get it, Lord. I am so on page with you. <laughs> I know what's happening. You're going to perform a miracle. Yes. Oh, our, I am so all over this with you, God. Yes, praise the Lord. And I remember um, my favorite um, CD at that time I was listening to over and over and over again was um, Michael W. Smith's um, worship live CD, Surrounded. And I remember um, there was a song on there about, um, it was called Miracle, and I put it in the car as soon as we got in the car, and I said, Tim, God's got this. We were listening to it all mm-hmm. night. I just knew it. I, I just knew he was going to do a miracle. I was just super excited. I, I even believed that um, she was going to wake up and um, 
she was going to have no side effects. Mm -hmm. I was believing God. Mm -hmm. And um, we were praying. Everything was good. I mean, I was still brokenhearted. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I was still scared, and I was brokenhearted. I was praying for you and Michael. I was praying for my Amber and Andrew because Layla and Nash were with them and just the shock of everything. Mm-hmm. But I just knew in my spirit God was going to move. Mm-hmm. I just knew it. Mm-hmm. And um, he did, but he didn't move the way I thought he was going to. Absolutely. We got her to the hospital, and I got to ride with the paramedics with her to the hospital. And uh, I remember praying in that moment while they were literally this man is on top of my two-year-old like straddling her, just doing the CPR. And I remember praying in that moment, Lord, just let me keep her. If you let me keep her, I will raise her to love you. I will raise her to do some amazing things for your kingdom. Let me keep her. Mm. (laughs) But then, a heart changed. Mm. In the midst of my prayer, begging the Lord, begging the Lord for to, for him to let me keep her, my prayer changed. And my prayer was, Lord, whatever your will, whatever your will, I will not turn my back on you. You are good. You are sovereign. And I know it's going to be okay. Whatever your will. Do whatever your will. And I just, it was crazy how my prayer changed. Mm. Like the Lord was already preparing me and reminding me that this is not going to turn out the way that you want it to. But I have, I have big plans for her life in a way that you never saw coming. And just trust me. And so even... We, we got her to the hospital, and um, she went about 10 minutes without a heartbeat. And they were able to um, get her hooked up to a ventilator, get her in a room, get her somewhat um, stable. And But we, we knew. We just had, just over a year before that, had seen my sister on a ventilator. We knew. Mm-hmm. We, saw, we saw everything. We knew that, that she was gone. And, um, but she, we got her to the hospital. It was a, a Sunday evening. And, um, that next day, uh, we did the test to see if she had any brain activity. And she was completely brain dead, um, just as my sister was. So we ended up removing her from the ventilator the next day. On, uh, Monday, it was July 16th of 2018. Mm. So, um, we got to bathe her one last time. Mm-hmm. We got to brush her hair. She had beautiful hair. Oh, so beautiful. We just sang over her, sang praise and worship. She loved music. Yeah. She loved praise and worship. We're going to continue this um, discussion on a second podcast, and we just look forward to um, being back with Rebecca again. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us a great review and share with your friends. Thanks for listening.